Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylight Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. So does everybody know Stephen Bradbury? Yeah. What, what, a, what a famous Australian he is. He actually won his first Winter Olympic gold. And um, he probably shouldn't have won it, but he did. And um, I, I love that. I actually showed that video to our church in, in England. And um, a lot of them afterwards were like, wow, that guy is more Aussie than you are, Sam. That's crazy. <laughs> and um, and it, it, I, but the reason I showed them and I'm showing you tonight is because I think that, that his story and what he did paints a picture sometimes so much of what our Christian walk can look like. You know, we're running in a race that we don't think that we're ever going to win or we're ever going to finish, and, and we can't see the finish line and we don't know what's ahead. But yet so often they're not, like, circumstances change, things happen, and yet we, we, we find ourselves crossing a finish line. And this passage of Scripture tonight actually talks about winning the race. It actually talks about doing a Stephen Bradbury. It's the, it talks about that as followers of Christ, as his disciples, we don't just run a race and just end up somewhere down the back there, down at the finish somewhere where nobody even knows where we are. But we actually end up victorious. And it actually talks about how Jesus came and he died and he rose again and won a victory, not for himself, but for you and for me, that we can also live in victory, that the trials that we come up against, the things that we face in our lives, we too can have the victory when we put our faith and our trust in him. And tonight, I just want to dive into this scripture and look at a few other little examples and, and bits and pieces that, that, that I've got here. And I'm just sort of, I guess, unpack it a little bit and just see what the writer in Hebrews wants to share. But let, let, let's read the scripture together. So if you've, got, if you've got your Bible or if you've got your phone, that's fine. Get it out and, and get your, your Bible app up. It's, it's Hebrews 12, verses 1 to 2. And I'm, I'm just going to read it out in the New Living Translation. And it says this, Therefore, Since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside beside God's throne. You know, it's an amazing scripture that sort of has a lot of little aspects to it. And, and I sort of, tonight, I'm, I'm going to break it down to the first verse and sort of draw two points out of that and then sort of wrap it up by looking at the second verse and, and how that applies to the first. And um, I think it's so important that, that before we begin, we sort of understand the context of the Scripture. And in, in Hebrews 11, you read the passage of, of all the giants of the faith, which I know you guys have been going through over the last couple of, of Sundays. And it's this passage of Scripture that talks about all these great and mighty people in the faith who have done great and mighty things from Moses and, and Noah and, and uh, Jonah and all these other characters out of the Bible. And then, and then this, the writer of Hebrews actually says, like, and then he presents this in 12 and actually says, like, you too have the victory. Just like these people have the victory and are, and are now with God in heaven, you too can have the victory as well. And I guess tonight through what I'm saying and what I believe God wants to say to you and encourage you with tonight is that you too have the victory. Just like we read those Bible characters and we see their lives and we see what they did for God and and the glory that they now have, you too can can have that glory. You too can live that life that they live where where God is using you and, and, and has a calling on your life. And tonight I want to hopefully encourage you that, that yeah, that is you as well. You have that calling. Um, it's not just 
a calling that falls to a select few out of the Bible or a select few that lead a church like Greg or Chris or somebody who has a microphone. But God has a calling and a purpose and a plan for each and every person. When we read the Bible and we understand the Bible and what it says, it actually says that each and every one of us are fearfully and wonderfully made. That God has created each and every one of us unique. And it's because, that, because of that purpose that he has created us that we find purpose and a calling in him which means each and every one of us has, has something that we can do. We have something that, that God has created us to do and that when we choose to follow God and we choose to make Jesus Lord of our life, then we can actually discover that, find the victory and move towards all that God has for us. So I want to unpack this scripture tonight. I'm just going to just break it down. Like I said, I'm going to start with verse 1 and we'll go from there. But my, my first point is this, is we need to acknowledge the things that slow us down in our race. And uh, the first part of that, that scripture makes it pretty clear. It says, let us strip off... Every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And I thought a great illustration to show this is to show you somebody who else, who is very famous, probably even more famous than Stephen Bradbury. And if, if the guy can, guys at the back can chuck the, the photograph up. There we go. Who's, who's the third guy on the, on, from the left? Usain Bolt. What I want you to do just in this moment, or having remembered, we just read that scripture about stripping off all the things that slow us down, the sin, the way that so easily entangles us. Now look at Usain Bolt. Imagine if he turned up to the start line with a bucket of KFC under his arm. He was wearing a gold chain. He still had his tracksuit on. And he's like, yeah, I'm ready to run the race. And he had packed on an extra 20 kilograms and he's rocked up to the next Olympics. Do you reckon he's going to win the race? No. Well, even with an extra 20 kilograms, well, he actually is Usain Bolt. He can do the impossible, so you never know. He probably could. But I reckon if he actually turned up and he was holding that, that chicken in one hand, munching on it, and he had, had, his, had his hat on still, and he still had his trainers on, he was wearing his slacks, I don't think he'd have any chance against the other guys he's lined up against who are in their lycra and their, their muscles bulging because he wouldn't be prepared. He'd be carrying too much weight. He'd have too many other things that he's holding on to that he wouldn't be able to run. And I think it can be the same in our own lives when we have sin and, and so much weight in our lives. It actually slows us down from running the race that we're meant to run. And, and I think the important thing to remember here is that so often we can get trapped in that mindset of, oh, as a Christian, I need to be perfect and I need to have all my life sorted out before I can run a race for God. But the thing with, the thing with Jesus and what he came to do was that he came and died and took our sin so that way we can run the race, that we can live in the freedom that he, that he bought for us at the cross. And the things that entangle us, the sin that are upon us, he has taken that, and it's not something that weighs us down anymore. And um, I, re I really love this illustration with Usain Bolt, because I think if he actually turned up to the next Olympics with all that, with all that baggage on his life and all that stuff to run the race, so people would laugh at him. People wouldn't even consider him a champion in any way. They would just be like, why, you, why have you even turned up? And sometimes we can think that in our own lives, that when we walk into church with all the stuff that we bring into church, all of our baggage, we can sometimes think, why am I even here? I've got nothing to bring. But the thing about God and the thing about Jesus is it's not about what you're bringing to, to him. It's about what he's going to do in you. That when you bring that stuff and you give it to him, he takes it away and you can leave changed. You can leave, leave ready to, to run the race and live in the freedom that he's given you. And um. There's so, many, there's so many barriers of sin in your life that can slow you down. And, and I'll be the first person to admit here that I've got tons of sin in my life as well that, I, that I'm dealing with and that, that, that I've got hanging over my head. But I think the important part about this scripture, what we need to recognize, and I think why the writer has highlighted it, is because the problem isn't necessarily the sin and the baggage in our life. It's the fact that sometimes we ignore it. And, and, and we just 
leave it there and don't do anything about it and hope that everything's going to get fine. But I think he's written this to the, to, the, to the Hebrews to highlight to them, hey, you've got this sin, you've got this weight, you need to do something about it. You can't just sit there and let it sit there and weigh you down. You actually need to respond to it and begin to, to do something, to begin to outwork that in your life. And you know, in my own life, I've got the example of when I was a teenager, I used to have a TV in my bedroom and a PlayStation. And um, I spent a lot of time, I'd come home and, and I'd play my PlayStation in my bedroom and I'd watch my TV and and do whatever I wanted to in the secrecy of my bedroom. And, and if I'm honest, a lot of the things that I probably watched and did on that was not bringing glory to God. I would definitely consider it a sin. And um, I actually got to a stage where God actually said to me, Sam, you've got to get rid of that out of your life. That's slowing you down. That's stopping me from having a relationship with you, and you need to cut it out. So what I actually did is I actually donated it to church many, many years ago. I don't even know if you've got the TV still. Probably not. Probably when it got chucked out years ago. But I actually took that TV and that PlayStation out of my bedroom and took that sort of out of that space in my life and actually, I guess, responded to what God had told me to do and opened my, my life up to different things. You know, I no longer spent so much time in my bedroom just being fixated on this device that actually wasn't doing me any good, but actually created more opportunity to spend time with my family, to, to, to be out and about, to, to actually spending even time with God to a degree because I could have time to actually read my Bible and not be distracted by the, the, the weight, the sin in my life. And I think so often we can get so distracted by our sin and, and think, you know, well, I can't do anything about it. But if you, if you get that mindset, let me encourage you tonight that you don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay there thinking that your sin's going to be a burden for the rest of your life because it doesn't. It won't. When you accept Jesus, when you, when you take him as your Lord and Savior, your whole life will change forever. You know, there's a story in, in Mark chapter 10, and it's of the rich young ruler. And in this story, there's a guy that actually comes to Jesus and he talks to Jesus and he says, Jesus, I've done everything. I've obeyed all the laws, everything. I'm perfect. I'm perfect in every way and I've done nothing wrong. And Jesus actually challenges him and says to him, well, what's the most important thing in your life? And that's your riches. That's your wealth. And he actually challenges him and says, you know what? If you, there's one more thing that you need to do if you really want to follow me and, and be one of my disciples. You need to get rid of that, that thing in your life. You need to get rid of that weight. And the rich young ruler actually can't do it. He says, no, I can't do that. And he actually turns and leaves Jesus and decides not to follow him. And I think so often in our own lives, we, we carry weight in our lives that we're just not willing to get rid of. And, and, and Jesus says, hey, I need you to leave this with me and, and, and follow me. And sometimes we say, I can't do it. But like, tonight I want to encourage you, leave that weight at Jesus' feet. Leave that with him. Let him take the burden. Let him take the weight. Let him carry those things that you're not meant to carry. You know, I really want to encourage you tonight to actually live a relationship with Jesus that is a relationship and not just an acquaintance. You know, an acquaintance is somebody that you know and that you might be able to say hello to every now and then and, and you might know them by title or by position. But somebody who is a friend is somebody that you, you can have a conversation with. You can actually sit down and spend time with. Somebody that you actually want to actually see and have a conversation with. And I want to encourage everyone tonight that may be struggling with with sin and baggage and things like that in their life, to have a conversation with God. Begin to build that relationship with, with Jesus and let him take those things that, that are in your life that are holding you back and just give it to him. Point number two is this. Don't ever, ever, ever give up. And when we look at the second part of verse one, it says, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. And, you know, when we, when we look at the Greek, the original Greek word for, for that word endurance it's hypomene, and I'm going to have it on the screen behind me if you want to write that down, if you, you don't know how to spell that. 
And what that word translates to is, um, is this. In the New Testament, it is the characteristic of a man who is not swerved from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty to faith and piety by even the greatest trials and sufferings. It's a sustaining perseverance, which in our language calls us to have an attitude that keeps on keeping on. And I love that. I just love that this word endurance is a word that actually says it's not just about putting up with something, but it's actually about doing something about it. And um, I, I read another, another interpretation of the word by Barclay. It reads this, Hupomene does not mean the patience which sits down and accepts things, but the patience which masters them. It is a determination and unhurrying and yet un- undelaying which goes steadily on and refuses to be defeated. And, you know, I think, I think when we look at that with that understanding of what that word means and about endurance, it's, it's not a case of just sitting and hoping and waiting for, for the miracle to come or for the breakthrough to come, but it's actually, you know what, what can I do to begin to move forward in my race? What steps can I start to take? What things can I start to do to move forward while I'm waiting? Yes, you might not be able to do it all. Yes, you may not have the answer right now. But I want to encourage you tonight to keep on keeping on. Don't just sit with where you are and be happy with where you are, but begin to take those steps of faith and begin to move forward. I know there's a, a scripture in James 1.12 which says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. And, you know, that, that, that same word in that scripture for persevere is that hupomene hu again. So it's that same word of just keep on keeping on, keep moving forward. Don't just sit, but actually move forward and actually begin to, to do something in, in, in moving forward in your life. And, you know, tonight I, I really wanted to say this. And I've got an example that I really want to say, which is this whole, this whole idea of never, ever, ever give up. And this is, a, this is a thought, this is a tag, this is a line that I've sort of always had in my life going through my head and, and when I think about who taught me that it was a man called Chris Walkling who I know a lot of you in this room will know and he taught that to all of our students when we were young to never ever ever give up and it didn't matter whether we were struggling with our studies or with our sporting attributes or anything like that he always taught us to never ever ever give up and he was a principal of the school that I went to when I was young and he actually yeah tried to teach this principle to everyone and I think it's a great principle for, for even for us as adults now to, to always remember that thought of never ever ever give up. Don't, don't look at your circumstances, don't look at your trials and look at the tough things in your life and think, you know what, this has got the better of me. Have that mindset of, you know what, I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to give up. Keep persevering. Keep pushing on towards the goal. You know, I absolutely love that illustration of Stephen Bradbury because even though he was like half a lap behind with one corner to go, he didn't just stop and say, you know what, I can't win this race, I suppose we'll just finish now. He stuck his line through that last corner. He just kept on going. and was like, you know what? I'm going to finish this race. And sure enough, he won the gold medal. Yeah, I don't know what victory it is God has for your life. But I do know this. If you give up, you're not going to get there. You're not going to reach the finish. You're not going to reach the victory that God has for your life. Just keep on keeping on. Never, ever, ever, ever give up. You know, I, th- I, really, I really love the fact that this scripture actually has those two points at the start that make it real practical because sometimes when we do face tough stuff in our life, sometimes it can be easier to think, I don't really know what to do next. How do I move forward? But this scripture makes it real practical. Look at the things in your life that you know you need to do something about. Look for the sin. Look for the weight that is slowing you down and begin to do something about it and, and have that attitude of, you know what, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to let my circumstances and my situations get the better of me, but I'm going to keep on pressing on. I'm going to keep on moving forward. Which leads me to my last point, which is this. It's keep your focus. And um, as, as the worship team come up, if you, if you want to come up, that would be great. 
And this last piece of scripture is actually verse 2 that I want to read. And, and it reads like this. It says, We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endures the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. And I think this verse really gives us the key to conquering those first two. Because those first two can be pretty hard. If we're all honest with ourselves, if I'm honest with myself, actually doing those first two things can be pretty tough. But I think this verse number two actually gives us the key to doing it. And it's keeping your focus on Jesus. Keeping your focus on him and the victory that he's won for you. And I want to read you that same scripture in the message version because I, re- I think it, it, it gives it an amazing translation. It reads this. It says, Keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it because he never lost sight of what, what sorry, he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. You know, Tonight, as I, as I sort of wrap this up and, and as, we, as we come to a close, I want to encourage you to keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Him. When it comes to the tough situations, when it comes to the tough points, keep your eyes on Him. You know, when I was young, I, I used to do a lot of running at school. We'd have athletics carnivals and I'd run in every race. And, and, and I'm sure Vaughan and, and, and uh, Chris and... Maddie Noonan would say that we, we all at St. Phillips would go in the athletics carnivals and we would all run and we would all try our best. And if I'm honest, I used to think I was pretty fast. I'm not so fast anymore because I'm getting old. But when I was young, I used to think I was quite fast. And I can remember in primary school running races and a bit like your same bolt, I'd, I'd start my race and, and I'd get like halfway down the 100 meter stretch and I'd start to look around. I'd see where everybody else was and and I'd sort of wander in my lane and begin to slow down a bit and people would catch up or overtake and then I'd finish the race and be like, oh, what happened? Where, where did I go wrong there? Like, how come I slowed down? Until one day, this per- I don't even know who it was, but this one person came up to me and said, Sam, you know what? You know what would actually make you run a better race? If you just keep your eyes focused on the finish line, okay? keep your eyes focused on what's dead ahead and don't look around, don't get distracted by what's beside you, don't get distracted by what's going on, but just run your own race keep your head straight and look to the finish line then you'll run quicker and I think it's a brilliant illustration of what this scripture is trying to say to us right here for us to have victory for us to conquer those things in our lives that we don't see a victory coming on we just need to keep focused on Jesus keep our eyes fixed on him don't be don't be distracted by the things going on do not be distracted by the the challenges and the trials that will come because the Bible guarantees it it's inevitable we all face them But through it all, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. And as we come to a close, I just want to ask everyone just to stand here because I want to to give people a chance to respond tonight to what God is wanting to say. And I think it would be wrong of me just to rush to the end and and just close. But I want to give you a chance to respond because I know that this message is, it's a little bit heavy. It's not, it's not something that's easy. And it's quite difficult sometimes to grasp some of those things and actually outwork them in our life. But tonight it starts with one thing, and that's just fixing your eyes on Jesus. And like I said, I don't know what you've been through. I don't know where you're at in your life right now. I don't know how you've walked into this place tonight. You might have walked in having the just had the best week of your life, or you might have walked in having the worst. But there is somebody that knows where you're at and what you're going through, and his name is Jesus. And right here, right now, He wants to meet with you. 
He wants to wrap his loving arms around you and he wants to say to you that the victory is yours. The breakthrough that you need is yours. Just follow me. Just fix your eyes on me. Run the race towards me. And I just want to give people an opportunity right now to respond. And I'm just going to ask just for a bit of privacy for everyone just to bow their heads. And and if you're comfortable, just to close your eyes. And if tonight, after hearing hearing what, what I've said and looking at this scripture, you realize that maybe maybe you've drifted away. You haven't had your eyes fixed on Jesus. And, and you've been doing your own thing. You've been running your own race. And, and tonight you've realized that race isn't really going that well for you. Maybe you need to let go of a bit of sin or a bit of weight. Maybe you need to start keeping on keeping on instead of giving up. If that's you tonight, I want, I want you to be really, really brave. Because I want to pray for you. And I want you to be brave. If that's you, I want you just to put your hands up right now. Not so that I can see them, not so that anyone else can see it. But just as a sign to Jesus saying, you know what, Jesus, I need you right now. I need you to take that sin, that burden from my life. I need you to take it and free me of it. I need you to give me new strength. I need you to give me new life. I need you to build me up. You know, if that's you right now, I want you just to raise your hands to God because I want to pray for you. Thank you, God. Amazing. Amazing. Father God, for the people right here, Lord God, who have their hands raised, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you be all that they need, Lord God. That, Father God, they won't look for their strength or or the ability or the things that they need in other things, Lord God, but they will look to you, Jesus. That they will fix their eyes on you as the author and the perfecter of their faith, Father God, and they will look to you, Father God. Lord God, we thank you that you are a God that loves us, that cares for us, Father God, that you don't disregard anyone, Father God, but every single person is special to you. And you have a calling and a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us, Father God. So I pray right now for these people that need a touch of you, Father God, I pray that your spirit touches them right now. We thank you, Jesus. And before I, before I finish, it would be wrong of me not to, not to give the opportunity to anyone here that doesn't know Jesus. You may have walked into this place and you may have never heard of the name of Jesus or, or you, may, you may have known him once, but, but you, you realize that you've walked away and you've done your own thing. Tonight, I want to give you an opportunity to meet him. You know, the Bible teaches us that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, then you will be saved. And what were we saved from? We're saved from our sin. We're saved, we're saved from that thing that weighs us down. It's real easy. It's not hard. It's just a... It's a decision that you make in your heart and that you speak out with your mouth. And tonight, if that's you and you want to make that decision, say, you know what, I want to follow Jesus. I'm going to ask you to be back. I just want you to raise your hand right now. If that is you in this place, if, if you feel, you know what, I need to respond to this. I want to know Jesus. I want him to be Lord of my life. Just raise your hand right now. Just quickly pop it up and then put it down. I'll give you, I'll give you one more second if there's anyone here. Amazing. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that, that our hope and our faith and our trust is in you, Lord. That, Father God, it doesn't matter how hard we might strive, Lord God, it doesn't matter how hard we might think we need to run, Lord God, that everything we need is in you, Lord God, that when we put our faith and our trust in you and keep focused on you, Lord God, we can run the race to victory, Father God. We can run the race that you've got planned for us, Father God, which is a race that guarantees victory, Father. Lord God, I pray of every single person in this church right now, Lord God, as they go into their week, Father God, as they go into their Monday to Friday, Father God, I pray 
that your spirit goes with them, Father God, with that attitude of, you know what, I'm victorious over what I'm going to face this week. I pray that your spirit, Lord God, enables them, equips them, Lord God, and gives them the wisdom, Father God, to face the things they're going to face. Lord God, we thank you that you are a God that loves us, that cares for us, and that you're with us every step of the way. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.